On today's episode of the Command Center Podcast, we are talking trades. Montez, Chase, we're breaking down those. Is it a good trade? Is it a bad trade? And we're going to talk about what it means moving forward, right? And then we got a segment. It's a lot of fun, man. Haters are going to hate. Hate, hate, hate. Silky Justin. <laughs> Welcome to the Command Center Podcast. I'm Logan Paulson. Here with Santana Moss with a big chain on today. Yes. And Fred Smoot. With a cup of that Joseph. With a cup of that Joseph. Decaf or caffeinated? Uh, It's caffeinated, and I've wondered, how do you decaffeinate uh, coffee beans? I I don't know. know. Is it a tree that has no caffeine in it? I don't think that's how they do it, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to, all lies. If you if you know how they do it, tea, so please leave a comment. That's yeah. always helpful for yeah. our distilling what's truth and fiction with yeah. Fred. Yeah. So, but yeah, Halloween was yesterday. <laughs> what did you guys do? Did you guys do anything? Fun? I did nothing. I, I thought you were you were hyping up Halloween I love, so much. I, love ha- I, I went out to parties this weekend, but uh, Father's Tuesday, no, I did nothing. I handed out candy, and I do experiments. You know, I'm a nerd. Oh my god! So I put know. like. We became the, a nerd, though. Yeah, I've been a nerd like all my <laughs> life. I, I, I literally like put a big basket of candy right there, and then I put on the other side yeah. like Funyuns and tater chips and other stuff. I want to see who grabs what. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, so you just and you would be shocked. I mean, I um, went for the chips mm, wow. and the I had the little crackers with the cheese in there yeah, yeah. because that's all they was getting from the other houses with candy. candy. Yeah. So when they seen this switch up, up yeah. my candy bowl stayed full. Oh, that really? Was yeah, that was I got I got to try that one. Yeah, so my candy bowl stayed full. Why the others got taken? Do you go out at all or no? Just Listen, like I'm saying, I, like do you like go to the neighborhood or? Just... I go with the neighborhood. I walk around and you know because people know who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I be handed out football cards sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking like a jerk half the time. Just here you go, kid. Yeah. yeah. What does your What does your son do? Does he go with his boys and? My son is 18 years know, old. Yeah. He's not kicking it with pops on Halloween. You <laughs> know I'm they saying, pro- like what do they do now? Like they go. Like, they probably go. They went hung out at like IHOP. Uh, like they yeah. hung out at the IHOP yeah. and egg people house. Yeah, eat. egg people house, <laughs> steal people candy bags, stuff like that. Go <laughs> toilet paper on your tree. What, yeah. What'd you uh, What'd you do, Tanner? I ain't do nothing. I went to the gym. I went to LA Fitness and oh, got, for real? got a nice little lower body. What's LA Fitness in? like on Halloween? Uh, it was him and Frankenstein. Was it packed? It was packed. In <laughs> Really? I mean, yeah, people think about their weight more than they think about these candy and these kids, <laughs> man. I mean, honestly, though, man, I I was planning on doing something. I, every year I say I'm going to do something on Halloween. And like, what does a grown person do on Halloween? Because I got kids. Dress up and, and act like well, a I'm child. I'm not dressing up. I would probably go to, like, a lounge or a party, but I knew yeah. we had to get our ass up early today. Yeah, so yeah. I'm yeah. like, man, I'm not trying like, to do Are there, like, man. parties in D.C.? Yeah, D.C. is big on Halloween. Oh, like, yeah. when I was, in, I was in D.C. Saturday, I was literally driving around. Frankenstein passed me, oh. uh, like like riding a scooter. Like it's just DC is lit apart. That's cool. So then you had to go find your old costume yeah, so yeah. you can get in where you fit in. <laughs> so I just went to the party as Fred Smoot. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Man, thank you. You welcome. Yeah, we uh, we do like the bowl of candy out. You know, yeah. we leave it out, mm-hmm. and like I was leaving, just my kids were getting ready. My, my daughter wanted to start trick or treating like five o'clock yesterday. You had so, to come down. Yeah, it was like sunny out. I'm like, what are we doing? And yeah. uh, so the first people came by our house, and yeah. this little neighbor kid we know, I'm like, oh, the bucket's right there. He goes up there, and I just hear him just take the whole thing, uh, just, just, just drop it in there. First kid, and that's why you have to police them, <laughs> and that's why I give them options. So yeah. I was like, I was like, hey man, just put some of that back. He's like. You know, he's like six. He's like, I don't know. No, I'm not trying to share this diabetes. <laughs> I want it all. All right, so we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We got to do a little recap of the Philly game, but I think the main thing we got to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. is the man. trade, man. When did the NFL turn to the NBA and kind of trade? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like, when did this start? Like, last year was the biggest. Yeah, last year was a big deal. This one it was a little bit more low-key. So, dude, but I still felt like the energy was there. Like, it felt like for the first time, like, a lot of players didn't know if they was going to be on their team. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Which, that's kind of NBA-ish. Yeah. That ain't mm-hmm. really NFL. Like, they let you finish out the year before. And I think maybe because they're doing the contracts a little different now. They yeah. they willing to let go of these contracts. And I think the teams that really feel like they got a chance to win the Super Bowl, they putting the pedal to the metal now. Yeah, no, 100%. They, they, they ain't just waiting back no more. Yeah, you yeah. see that. And I think, like, let's talk about that. I think with San Francisco, for example, you know, giving up a third-round pick or a compensatory third-round pick, which means they have a compensatory pick from, from their coach, D'Amico Ryan, yes. I believe. And maybe one other player, Jason, I'm not sure exactly so who it is. So explain that a little more, compensatory pick. All right, they get a pick because of they replacing. If you lose something, they replace it with a pick. Yeah. Let's just say if we lost. Uh, so we, we got a compensatory pick for Brandon Sheriff. Yeah, we did. So he goes and he gets paid a certain amount of money by a different team, and he's considered like a cornerstone that piece. Pick changed to a higher. So, pick to a no, so no, what no. they do is they they have 
I kind of flux picks at the end of the round, and mm-hmm. so you get the one of those third round. flux picks. Oh, uh, yeah. No, gotcha. And so we had I was, a, just, I was and, just trying to understand the compensatory mm-hmm. part of that pick. Like, mm-hmm. okay, you either getting the pick or not. Yeah. No, you're going to get it. It's, yeah. it they're it basically just, like extra picks that the league yeah. allocates, and I think you can get a compensatory third, fourth, fifth, or sixth, sixth, maybe yeah. seventh even too. So gotcha. now think about it. The third round I have. 35 picks in it, yeah. 36 mm. picks instead of the 32. Gotcha. 100%. Gotcha. And so that's why this is kind of – this is a little bit weird. I think a lot of fans are maybe upset about it because yeah. that compensatory – even though it's a third-round pick, yeah. it's a compensatory pick, which means it's it's one of the last picks of the third round. Yeah, it's going to be the So essentially round. it plays like a fourth round. Like this last year we had two compensatory – Fourth-round fourth picks, yes. fourth yeah. and they yeah. basically play like fifth-round fifth picks. Pick. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just wanted to get your kind of initial thoughts on that yeah. and see um, see how you guys felt because there's a lot of people who are not feeling too positive about it. Yeah, what, what I think that what they're not feeling, feeling good about is the fact that he was the number two pick. Yeah. Oh, I, wow. I think you can't think about that. He was the number two pick four years ago. Mm-hmm. I, and, and this is what and I And just, just a little housekeeping note there. Yeah. They're going to get a couple compensatory picks. One's for the coach. One's for Mike McGlinchey, and then um, Ray Carthon is the other one. So they're, they're going to have three compensatory pits right, because so of be coaches and players away. that have left. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. exactly. So here go. Go ahead. I, I think they're just mad because they felt like we put more in than we got back. I mean, we did. Uh, and, and, but guess what? That's the draft. I, I, I tell people this all the time. Yeah. I don't care if you got the first pick, 10th pick. Ain't no guarantees in 100%. the draft. Yeah. Not one guarantee. And sometimes it ain't. The player is the place. And when I think about Chase, it makes me go back to when I was coming out. If I would have got drafted by the Saints, my career would have started off rocky too because I would have yeah. been too close to Mississippi, too close to my family, mm-hmm. too close to home. Maybe this is a blessing in disguise for this guy to actually reach his peak. Right. And it's humbling. No. Yeah. It's humbling to get traded. Yeah, I think that's a great – and you've been – and, Tana, you were talking yeah. about this a little bit, too, yeah. with your time in New York, and I just wonder if you want to bring some of that to the podcast. I mean, the thing that, you know – so I so I get what the fans are talking about, which is a bunch of hoopla. And sorry, fans. Hoopla. No, I, I, I think it's a hoopla because I feel like we, we can't one minute be on the fence saying that none of these guys deserve to be here and then the next minute being mad when they get shipped right. out. I'm saying and you're not going to pay them. And then yeah. we can't be on the fence to saying that, okay, when the season's over with everybody gone, but then – Ask the question of why are we doing it now? Look, at, at the end of the day, things change drastically sometimes. And whatever for whatever, whatever reason, both of these guys, Sweat and Payne, I mean, and Chase, was going to be potentially guys that we had to pay. 20-plus million each. One day. One, one, and Next we have, year. And we have other guys on the team that can fit, fill in those spots and go out there and, and play productively. So when you have that kind of debt and you feel like you can get more for these guys now, you have to make those moves. Yeah. You understand? Like, I'd rather see us make moves and get picks than sit here and say, we're going to hold on to these guys and at the end of the year. Both of them not going to get nothing. Right get nothing from them. Yeah. But on the flip side of all that, when I look at what transpired with Chase, I think it's great. I think it's great for him because, one, he's a D.C. guy. Yeah, It's tough to play home. Um, yeah. I talked about, you know, Terrible. when I was in Miami yeah. as a collegiate ball player. It was tough to be Santana Moss. Moss. Yeah. At the same time, I was well, trying can, to. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, I, when you say it's tough to be Santana Moss, you got people around you, yeah. you got family around you. Like, what's so, going on? First of all, I was trying to be Santana Moss. I like, gotcha. you know, I was trying to make that name a household name. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't there yet. But in order for me to make that name a household name, I experimented. I had time to experiment. I said to myself, I'm going to scrap everything that I'm doing, partying. Girls, whatever it may have been, anything that it was, I was going to scrap it because I wanted to become a household name. I wanted to be that guy on Saturdays that people came to the stadium wearing at number six and saying, oh, we finna see a show. And it happened. It worked. And so when I saw my transformation that, okay, damn, when I stopped hanging out, when I stopped doing Going things, back to the hood. Stopped going home. Mm-hmm. Bingo. Yep. That was the biggest thing. When mm-hmm. I stopped showing my face out, yeah. I started just strictly. And it, I wasn't doing nothing different. When I was locally around the campus, I just stayed away from all the things sure. that would make say that Tanner was out tonight or Tanner was doing this. I just stayed away from it, and my, my, my game risen. So when I look at what Chase had going on here, and I didn't even know half of the stuff that Chase yeah. was doing, but just hearing the rumors and yeah. the rumblings yeah. and just knowing how hard it is and difficult it is to live up to playing here and being a household name already, being a professional, having everything that you can possibly mm-hmm. want and need, and still having to go out there and play the game, it was difficult. So I just felt like it was going to be a better move for him, uh, not knowing it was going to happen this soon. Yeah. I thought in the future we would see this guy go elsewhere, but being that it was done the other day, 
think it's going to be great for his career. And I think it's going to be beneficial to him. And I think me meeting Tanner in college, the one thing I can give him, the way he acts now is how he acted then. Yeah. He was very mature for his age. Mm-hmm. That's why we call him old man. Yeah, you call him old man. Because <laughs> he just had this. All right. It, but everybody can't self-check themselves. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Like, yeah. think about it. It's we're hard, talking man. about Santana at 18, 19, 20. Figuring we're out. talking about Chase at 24. Yeah. All right, so it's hard to say, you know what? Uh, and we're talking about Miami. Yeah. yeah. Like, man, I... I, I I want to, mm-hmm. but it ain't going to work for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's hard to self-identify that. And sometimes people need to take that out of your hand. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a burden on Chase being here with family, friends around the corner. like And expectation played yeah. at the matter. Yeah. Uh, supposed to be God's gift to defense. Yeah. And once you don't live up to that, you're going to have your haters. You're going to have people say, oh, he ain't this, he ain't this. I always felt like he was a good player. I just felt like the person yeah. got in the way. Of the players. But also, too, with all that that extra or added stress of trying to be him. Or, live up. Or, or live up to who they, they expect him to be. Mm-hmm. It's the team. You know how many expectations it is for the Redskins, for the commanders mm-hmm. to be the Redskins again? Yeah. yeah. Like to be that that one franchise that, that has Everybody wants to be a part it, of it. It's hard. And it's so much hoopla going on around this team alone. Then you add that. Yeah. It's just too much. So I look at it like, man, it was great for the kid, man. I think yeah. it's great for him to get away and go out there and be what all, all he can be. Yeah. Uh, but I just think when it comes to um, what you're hearing, hey, it's other guys. We know in this league all too well that it's the next man Next up. man up. You know, and the show must go on. So I'm looking for now, regardless of what happened in the trade um, atmosphere, I'm looking for now for all these guys who played before to now finally get a chance to go out there and be the guys that they want or they were trying to be. The backup guys? Uh, yeah, right? These guys now finna be, uh, the, be the stars. They, yep. they finna now get that chance to, to say, to be hey, a star. this is my show. Yep, yep. yep. Let yep. me go out here and, and see if they can take were it y'all, Were y'all shocked? That uh, Montez had more value, like more people was after Montez than they were Chase. Not really. For me, for me personally, no. I think the reason is like Montez has just been. If you just look at play, yeah, just been more consistent. He's been healthier. He's like yeah. an established commodity. I think um, he plays in the context of the defense a little bit better than Chase does. That's just watching film, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would just say like it makes a lot of sense, and like the fact that he was getting all the calls, and I and I think that there was like a, a big pull within the organization to try and keep him. Yeah. But one of the things is you get like a second round pick from the Bears. It's really a first round that's pick. That's a first round pick. Uh, I mean, that's going to be like, what is that? Probably the 35th 34th, pick? 35th. Like, yeah. that's that's a huge deal when you're trying yeah. to build for next yeah. year. That pick, that second round pick becomes yeah. excellent trade mm-hmm. value to go up, in terms yeah. of moving around. So, was, I, I think it's, it doesn't surprise me with Montez. He's just been more consistent. He's been healthier. Yeah. And I think a lot of people value the health yeah. uh, of those players quite the a bit. The best ability is availability. Yeah. yeah. And he's just been a super consistent guy, right? So, yeah. um, I look at that and I just say that. While everything about Montez, I would have thought they would have tried to keep him. I would have yeah. thought they would have tried to pay him of mm-hmm. the two, probably. Um, it's just that the, what the yeah. pairs offered is like it's cra- it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, and I don't yeah. say crazy, but it's like no, I understand. Yeah. It benefited the Bears and yeah. it benefited us, but also you were talking about a front four of first rounders that you knew from drafting him, you weren't gonna be able to sign them all. Yeah. Oh, sign them all. Yeah. So they go the realistic part of this as a GM. Think about it. If they if they did reach their peak, you still weren't gonna be able to yeah. play them all. Like you, just, especially if they reach their peak, and especially as they do. Like I thought, negotiating uh, uh, when you negotiate, I thought, all right, I think Sweater be the easier one to negotiate right. and say, you know, let's 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 find a point. Let me just pay you what I paid to run pain. Let's yeah. call it a day. Yeah. But that's still a lot of money. And now yeah. you're talking about having five picks. Very high picks and ninety million dollars of cap room. Yeah, like you can literally reshape this whole roster if you want, but it also allows you to pay the Cam Curls of the world. Yeah, yeah. it allows you to keep the, your nucleus together. Well, it, it, it's it's going to be a different nucleus than I think maybe a lot of fans identified. But yeah. you know, Cam Curls is a big part of this defense. Oh, most definitely, and, and get and be able to pay him and you know possibly St. Juice in a couple of years, whoever it is, right? Yeah, whoever you want to do, or maybe go find someone in free agency that you're looking for. Uh, you like, have oh, your pick of the litter in free agency, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think like obviously the Montez one makes it makes more sense to me from an organizational standpoint. I think it yeah. makes more sense to fans. Mm-hmm. I think fans see the chase thing and they're like a, thir- a compensatory third round, so basically a fourth round. Is this good value for him? Well, is he the dead or nothing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and let's talk about that a little bit. Because <laughs> it's like he could walk at the end of the year. You yeah. could pay him. Um, and so, yeah, like, do you think that that is 
Like, what would you say to a fan that's like, the value's not there? Calm down. Breathe easy. And understand, when you're trading in a car, when you're trading in a car with some miles on it, Mm-hmm. They usually give you what they want to give you at the dealership, right? All right? But you're still gonna get your new car because that your old car is the down payment on your new car, <laughs> yeah. right? So our down payment was a first, fourth round pick, yeah. and what you don't know is what that fourth round pick gonna turn yeah, to. Yeah. You know Who is gonna turn to? That's what I was gonna say, man. I mean, you really don't understand. You don't know what the draft is gonna have, you know, there for you around that time. You know what I mean? So you can't really just jump the gun and say, well. It's not going to be nobody valuable at that pick. Come on, George Pickens, you know fourth round. There's talent yeah. everywhere throughout the draft, and you can't look at it. And then you also, you also got to think about what is the value of that player right now. Yeah. Now, I'm not hearing to say that, that Chase is only a compensatory third, third round pick. He just got growing to do. Value-wise, mm-hmm. but if you look at the injury, you don't know what you're really getting. You know what I'm saying? You look yeah. at what he you know, he went through here as far as the injury and, and all the things that had to happen to his knee for it to get back to normal. Yeah. San Fran don't know what they're picking up. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they, they, they have a bunch of, um, I guess you could Questions. say, hope. Yeah. Hope, or hope optimism. And uh, optimism in what player that's going to be coming right to Right now, Chase is, he was drafted to be more Julius Peppers-like. Yeah. Right now he's in the uh, Jadavion Clowney Ram. Mm. You remember Clowney first yeah. pick came out and everybody thought he was going to be amazing. God's gift to the pass rush. Yeah. Well, right now if you had to slot Chase, who is he? Terrell Suggs or right. uh, uh, this guy? He's Clowney right now. Yeah. In which Clowney has played some good Still ball. Still played good ball, yeah. But he ain't lived up to the, the hype of Clowney, and yeah. I think that's where Chase at right now. Yeah, and I think, again, Tanner, you talked about the injury. You talked about the performance a little bit. Like, he's not – I think outside of his rookie year, he's never been overly productive. And I think there were flashes this year where you saw very productive games from a personal standpoint where yeah. you're like, oh, he had yeah, – And it's still early, too, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows what, what this year would have transpired to be, yeah. like, when it came to just getting more play on them. You know, reps is everything. Repetition yeah, is key, yeah. so – I'm yeah. still happy at the end. But him not being the star in San Francisco will benefit him. Yeah, him not so being the focal point will benefit him. Him with some proven playoff winners will humble him. I just think he he's in the right situation to blossom. Um, so I think the other thing that I hear from fans all the time is that, hey, the um, you know, are we giving up on the season? And No, we're not. Part no. of me is like, I can see why they would say that. No, I don't. Because with them, we were the 31st ranked defense. Yeah, but I also look at, like, the guys that are backing them up. I look Uh, at Casey Tuhill. I look at James Smith-Williams. And I think those guys are – they've been playing good football. Yeah. And they play consistent football. And I don't want to cut you off. I think what the fans are thinking or saying because of them, they look at those guys are not being capable. And not they they not really watching football. Did they watch last year? Because that goes to show – but that's how the fans are. Yeah. You know, one one moment we're talking about bench – you know, Sam Howell, the yeah. next thing we're talking about, man, he could be the franchise quarterback. Yeah. So they're not watching it from the lens we're watching it from. Yeah. They don't understand that. That's the reason why we built the depth that we built on our defensive line because if them guys went down like they have before, Two Hill, yeah. uh, Smith, Smith Williams, yeah. Jr., yeah. uh, Abad, all those guys have played a significant role on they that D-line well. yep. that has allowed that D-line to be ranked in the top five last year. Yeah. So that's why I look at it and say, hey, Show must go on, regardless of what happening. And now we get to see those guys. Well, if I give you a nickname, you're good. And I call Casey <laughs> Two Sex, and I call James Smith, uh, James Hyphen. I don't even use his last name. Right. Just James Hyphen and Two and Two Sex. At the end of the day, I have seen enough of them that if I'm the coordinator, I trust them. Yeah. And yeah. this is all. That, that, that's what being a team and a coach is. Can I trust players to keep me hired? Yeah, like that, that's, that's, a, really, that's a great point. That's the thing that's about a great it. Point. And can I trust those two? Uh, yes, sir. The question is, now that they're the starter, what depth do we have behind them? Yeah. That's the question. Absolutely. And I think, like, kind of to your point, one of the things that I noticed when James and Casey are playing is that they, they know they're not the guy. Yeah. They know that they're playing second fiddle to Deron Payne and but John But you need Allen. that. You need and, the dirty one, guys. And, and, but I think, like, when you look at them, John and Deron yeah. play better when they're, they're in there they because yeah. instead of – John having to kind of work and kind of figure out where he fits with Chase. It's mm-hmm. like he's like, "Hey, Casey, I'm going to do this." Yeah. And Casey's like, "Oh, okay, okay. yeah, right, I no got Yes, Mister Allen, I'll, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do that. You know." And I think that allows John, yes, Mister Jonathan, <laughs> and, and sometimes that gives that Casey that's um, okay to, I guess you can say, 
commit to someone that you feel that's superior, yeah. that alley, and yeah. you might get the sack. You it, might get the That's exactly play. right. You know what I mean? it, it I've been in those shoes. Yeah. I've been a guy with a quarterback say do X, Y, Z, and I'm, I want to say, nah, coach, call this. And guess what? 80 yards later, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm streaking down the sideline. Yeah. So sometimes you have to lower fall, yourself. Fall in line. Yeah, fall to in get line. in line. You got, I mean, to, uh, and you got to, to play played. in the context of the defense. Yeah. I think that's what we – when they've come in, they – they fit the run correctly. Mm-hmm. They rush. They rush in their correct rush lanes, and it's not maybe the most dynamic thing in the whole world. But they're yeah. doing what they're supposed to do. It gives Jackson flexibility to call more zone pressures because he feels more comfortable dropping those guys out in the coverage. Yeah. So it does do some stuff for you that I think, long term, like to your point, Fred, yeah. like you you want guys that are going to play that are going to help you keep your job, and I think you yeah. feel confident that both these guys are going to help you do that. But you you mentioned the depth. Rafael yeah. Bada, we got to talk about him. He had a great yeah. year last year. Yeah, hasn't yeah. played a ton because the injury, but yeah. obviously a guy that's very capable and you got um andre jones and kj henry yep. and i we haven't even mentioned him and i kind of want to see, see jones I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm eager to see jones uh i'm eager to see uh everybody want to know is all right if you trade away uh your sack leaders where your sack coming from i hate to tell y'all this but uh Casey got a lot of sacks. He's got five, okay? he's got five sacks this yeah, year. Yeah, and he's he's played one fourth of the snaps yeah. of the other defensive end. So now the question is, how can Coach Jack Del Rio manufacture sacks? Yeah. Now he's gonna have to bring that pressure. Mm-hmm. Now he won't have that option of saying my front can just dictate games. He's gonna have to beat people with the pen. Right, be a little bit more creative, and that's what yeah. you saw, like when uh, Chase and Montez were out. Yeah, you know, over period. Montez has been healthy, but when Chase was out. He was a little bit more innovative. They did more stuff to help guys free up. So I'm kind of excited to see what the defense yeah. does because yeah. historically, and Kaim said this on his Twitter page, John Kaim, if you guys don't know who John I Kime love Kaim. Yeah. He, he, he went and cited defensive statistics with and without Chase, and the defense was better without him. Yeah. And again, I, Chase is an, it's not saying Chase is a bad football no, player. No, he's not. He's, he's a, a great football, football player. player. It just was not the place for him. And, 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 and change is always good, man. People look at change and look at it as it's bad. Look, at the end of the day right now, we just we we like that wishing wheel. We're we're throwing a skipping that rock or throwing that corner there, just hoping, man, that I used to steal out the wishing wheel. Just all them corners. Oh, you just in there in there with I'm your, stealing wishes with, with everywhere. Your, I'm just your, in there. I can't wait to go to the casino <laughs> later, baby. That's my wish. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, and I think it'll also be interesting to see what they do. You know, like Abdullah Anderson played a little bit of end in Atlanta. Does he get in that rotation as an end, oh, like as, as, a, as a big yeah, end? Like, and, again, we don't know anything. That's, that's the depth we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. But just there's pieces. Big Phil's back now, like yeah. John Ridgeway, all that stuff. So they have pieces here. I don't think it needs to be like everyone needs to freak out. But uh, And it doesn't mean the season's over. And the cover's not bare. Yeah, I, like I know we just lost two premium pass rushes, but this defense got talent on yeah. it, man. All three levels got talent That's on it. Hey, because to me, Ridgeway is a starter. Like yeah. I'm just yeah, such a Ridgeway he's fan. He's playing well. Like like we've we've done a couple yeah. breakdowns on him. He's yeah. playing really good football. I love right now. that Ridgeway. Just a dirty hog. Dirty hog. I, I love a dirty hog. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think this is the other thing about this is going into next year. I know people don't want to talk. We just talked about how you don't need to worry about this season being over. It's not over. But going into next year, mm-hmm. they have five picks in the first three rounds in 2024. <laughs> a lot and of picks. Well, how much cap space do they have? $90 million. $90 million. $90 and they've got potentially a rookie. Uh, 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 they, they potentially have the quarterback of the future in Sam yeah. We'll yeah. see how the rest of the season on, goes. On a rookie contract. Yeah. And so, uh, to me, I look at this from a draft value standpoint and i'm like you could pretty much and the and the cap space you could yeah. restart your team you can re-jump everything you could come out next year and if you're talking about premium people at premium spots offensive line you can recreate it if you yeah. want to. and they have right. like next like next year's already got you yeah, yeah. it's uh like like right now, in terms of the draft evaluation process, tackle is going to be one of the premium positions, quarterback, receiver, yeah, yeah. all these positions of like really high positional value. Yep. There's a ton of guys. Yep. You're going to be able to get one a, a good football player. And probably. then think yeah. about it. Who who are you losing contract-wise? Uh, I think Curtis Samuels is up. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I think St. Juice might be up. Uh, Cam, you're going to pay him. Like, you still going to have tons of cap space. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And, and – not a lot of positions to fill. Yeah, and like, I think I think what you're you're not looking to fill positions, but you're looking probably upgrade. to upgrade positions yeah. and just add to that depth. And I think about some of the best teams I was on, and it was it was always you're like, man, we don't have any holes. They go yeah. through the draft, they go through agency, and then they just make these environments that were so competitive. competitive. They bring in another veteran additions, corner. Additions. They bring another veteran offensive line. Yeah. And you're like, man, that's going to be a dog oh, fight in there. Yeah. They bring in an extra tight end. You're man, I, I got to. 
bring my A game or yeah. extra yeah. receiver, whatever it yeah. is. So I think they're just gonna have this fantastic opportunity to um, to just to jumpstart the whole thing. And yeah, that, and, and that's one of the things that I used to love about this game, man. Like to bring in the other guys. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> competition was always key for me. Like I loved it. I never, I never watched the draft. I care less about free agency. All I know, my job was secure. Mm-hmm. And the only way I could keep it secure by going out there and being ready for Every day. You in. Did you yeah. have a – this is maybe it's a little off track. Did you have, like, a big competition in offseason? You were like, man, I really got to bring it this year. Or a guy that they brought Not in, you were like – you got older. No. Or, so I never had a competition from a player, I don't think, uh-huh. ever. Like, I never – Oh, really? Like, I, you bring in guys, I'm, I'm going I'm to find a way. We're going to work together. Like, yeah. we gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of the guys. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But I, the only one time I think I had competition as even being on the team – was in year uh, probably was twelve or thirteen. Uh-huh. Uh, it, was, it was twelve going into the 2012 season. Uh, that was year twelve, and I got a call from Mike. Uh-huh. Mike said, "Tanner, you 210 pounds. Um, <laughs> if you don't come back in 190 something, you ain't gonna be on the team." Thank you, coach. What I needed, I was stre- I was going through a whole lot yeah. off yeah. the field, mm-hmm. and I was just eating myself to scratchy. Like, yeah, I think I just had, and 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 that was 2000. That was going to 2012. The year prior to that, I was 200. I was 205. Yeah. Man, this is crazy. I'm telling you these numbers because I yeah. played at 195 and yeah. 190. Yeah. Two at 2000 at 205. After I had a, my lad, my third knee surgery, I basically didn't work out and got big and had some off the field stuff that I was dealing with and still had 1100. I had a thousand yards with 90 uh-huh. something catches. First sure. time I ever caught 90 something <laughs> passes, and I had I believe that year six or seven touchdowns. So. Mentally, I'm like, man, I'm killing people, and I'm out of shape. Yeah. So I care less. Yeah. So, but that 2012, I needed that call. Like, yeah. I needed yeah. it because I feel like that I had been praying, praying, and I'm I'm serious. I do yeah. this sometimes. I just like, man, come on, give me a sign. Yeah. That I need to do something different. Ring, hey Tanner, <laughs> you need to be baby. Let me name Tanner. You know, I need I this need Jesus. You. And bro, I came back in. I, I promise you, I remember spring when I walked in here. Mike said, "Damn." You lost yourself. You lost two of you. Yeah. I was 190 pounds. Like, yeah. I, I needed that. Just but 20 yeah. pounds. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Quick. I, I, it's funny when I ask that question, I forget how good you were. Yeah. I forget like you were like the dude. Every yeah. year, yeah. I, I, I tell you the story. In 2011, I like did this charity thing, and there was a couple scouts there. Mm-hmm. And we were talking afterwards, and the scout, like unsolicited, was like, like he kind of got this look in his eye, and he goes, I am trying to replace you every possible second. Because I don't think you're that good at football. <laughs> and I was just like, Whoa. What? Okay. And so so every year, every year they'd bring in two or three dude. guys. Yeah. And, and you would outlast. And them. I was just like, man, I just gotta yeah. just grind. And so but like that's like the worst to tell a guy like yourself who's, yeah. who's confident and motivated to go out yeah. there and, and, and do what you do. Yeah, and so but it, I'm just saying, like for, for I forgot that you were like yeah. you were like the comfortable dude. in it. And way. for me it was like they'd bring in like, when they brought in Vernon Davis, I remember everyone's like, oh, Vernon Davis is over the hill. Like, yeah. oh, this is all done. And I remember, like, the Watching first day we were, we were doing, uh, like, routes on air. Yeah. And Kirk took, like, a five-step drop, and he outran the throw. Yeah. Wow. From a seam. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, uh, whoa, yeah. he's see, de- definitely not cooked, so. <laughs> but, you can honestly, but you can honestly say that I've always had to deal with them bringing, as a receiver, you, you bring in so many receivers anyway. But I'm yeah, saying yeah. You, never had you, one, need, you never had one that, like, stressed you is what I'm saying. Well, well, there was never like, oh, hey, we brought in hey, Julio Jones. Hey, well, think about stress. this at DB. My first DB room from drafted at 20 years old <laughs> was Deion Sanders, Dale Green, and Champ Bay. Yeah. All right, well, then we kept morphing. Then it was just me and Sean. Yeah. Then it was me, Sean, Carlos. Then it was me, Sean, Carlos, D. Hall. <laughs> then it was like, yeah. it was That's always like, LeRon Landry in the back, yeah. Sean Taylor, man. Like, it was always yeah. an all-star cast. That's one position that I think Washington has always coveted yeah. and most of the time always got right yeah. was the cornerback position. But, so it was always constant threat out there. You know, that's how it was, too, in college. I think when you came into a college and you, like, basically a walk-on and you see Jamie German, Magic Benton, Omar Rowe, and Reggie Wayne come in as the top, top recruit, uh, Daryl Jones is a top recruit, but a dude named Daryl Williams that was, I mean, my bad, Robert Williams was better this is than. This Miami. He, yeah, yeah, this is in Miami. That was, that was supposed to be better than Reggie and Daryl Jones. All those guys are freshmen with me. Another guy named Andre King, who's 20-something years old. King he's, was their boy. He was 27 years old. He was an ex-baseball player. People, yeah. So when you had all these guys come in, and it just, now it's me. Yeah. Like, out of all, got guys there and guys you came in with, and you just like, 
That's competition. Yeah. yeah. It makes if you a baller, you, it brings the best out of you. You're, That's you, what I'm you saying. should be to like yeah. you should say it's time to go. Yeah. And I swear, I used to always tell myself, I forgot if my dad was the one that said it or a coach. Somebody told me, make sure when you leave the field that day that the coaching staff is saying something about you in a positive way. Mm-hmm. I tell my kids that to this day. I want to step off the field and they be like, because I used to hear it. Hey, man, y'all, and I wore 48. I told you that. My freshman yeah, year, yeah. I wore 48. Ugh. And guys <laughs> used to be, look, but it was the greatest feeling when they say, hey, who the hell that 48 is? Yeah. You see that uh-huh. 48? Yeah. And before you know it, yeah. you know, before you know it, like now people gravitating to you. Like yeah. you just sitting in the locker room, like I'm just trying to make the team, trying to find out who my friends. Yeah. My roommate is a guy that played high school with me, so I, I know I got him as a, a friend. But I, yeah. I ain't trying to talk to him. I talk to him every day. Yeah. I'm trying to see who else know me. And guys coming in, hey, boy, good practice. Uh-huh. Hey, hey, 40, good practice. Before you know it, now the coaching staff coming in and say, hey, you can do this. You can do this. Yeah, yeah I got that coach. Mm-hmm. And now you got the cutting grass. So I say all that to say this. When I was in the league, man, I care less about who you brought in because I understood who I am. Who you were. But I was very sure about myself, and I mm-hmm. care less about the next guy. As long as you gave me the opportunity, I was going to produce. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, I think that's going to lead us to our next segment, and we're going to bring in our producer here. With Jason. a head full of hair. It's gorgeous hair. We'll have yeah. to get it on camera one time just yeah. so you can see yeah, the Jason's hair. Yeah, Jason's hair. Not his face, Jason's hair. So glow. So, Jason, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. Producer uh, Jason will never be in front of the camera. Oh, bummer. So, uh, yeah, you have a little baby I girl. Mean, you see a lot. How would you dress up uh, for Halloween app? Well, I didn't do anything. My beautiful wife. <laughs> of course. Of course. Of course. Of yeah, so uh, she was an avocado or a little... Our little baby is oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Better not take it to Chipotle. <laughs> well, uh, and then uh, uh, my wife was a uh, burrito. Uh-huh. Like, Chipotle. And then I was the, the tinfoil. There you so go. I, like, wrapped it, it you sent us a picture. It was really cute. Yeah, At first, I didn't get it. I was like, what's going on here? But then yeah. it made sense. So Yeah. Yeah. So then we all like. Oh, y'all Chipotle for real. Yeah. Chipotle for real. Y'all was hard at lukewarm. Cause it was kind of cold out there. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, so the tinfoil that I had was uh-huh. one of those emergency blankets. Yeah, look, you know? look, look oh, so it was so actually really warm. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, it was great. Did y'all see old Heineke? He dressed up as a uh, deer. deer, and then his girl dressed up as a headlight. Oh, yeah, man, deer in the headlight. <laughs> I saw that. That's dope. Yeah. I saw that. That was a kind of a pretty popular costume. So those yeah. are those are well thought out costumes. Like yeah, that, wait, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like I, would, I, would call, I feel like she came up with that on her own. I didn't see that anywhere else. Oh Did yeah, she? yeah, uh, Caitlin. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Uh, my wife is very. Um, like, she's a former preschool teacher, yeah. so okay. like very resourceful, and she's like, "What can we do cheap?" But then I feel like, like the Heineke thing. I feel like that's something you buy at the store because I saw it a couple different. Yeah, other yeah, places. yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. 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 So okay. So Jason, what's yeah. the next uh, segment we got? Yeah. So we got a little segment here called "Haters Gonna Hate." Haters gonna hate. 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 Producer Jason's not going to be a part of this. This All is right. Hater Jason. <laughs> hater Jason. Well, you know, I used to go by the name of Silky Johnston. You got your haters. Hater. This, this is stuff you've heard from fans and. Yeah, just there are haters out there. <laughs> yeah, there are just haters out there. That's in the but world. I'm though. not even gonna say there are fans. Yeah, I'm just gonna say I seen it. They did. Yeah. And I, I feel I, the I hate. I seen it. My family so, got haters in it. <laughs> so you're here, a hater. Here comes some I, hate. I got a hater radar. <laughs> here comes some hate. You you uh, tell me if if I'm a real hater here or if if there's some validity spew it. to this. Okay, yeah. Jason, let's get it. You in. know we lost in these trades. We didn't get uh-huh. enough back. Mm. We didn't get anything. You are a hater. Yeah, that's a hater. Yeah, no, I, I, I hate. I, I hate. I hate having conversations with people like that yeah. because there's like an emotional attachment to people you, that you know you was gonna and lose you, anyway. And, and you could and you could present every piece of, of factual information. This is why I know you a hater for that one. It's like seeing your ex girlfriend knowing you don't really want her, <laughs> but you see her happy with her new boyfriend, mm. and all of a sudden you want to hate on her. Yeah, like that's what it is right there. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta let go. Yeah. Right, if you really love somebody, that's what my ex-wife told me. If you really love somebody, you gotta let them go. I let mean, when go. I hear that, when I hear that, I look at guys who saying that because I'm like, man, you're just not happy. You're a hater, <laughs> but you're just not happy because <laughs> you weren't happy with the guys here, and now you're not happy that they're gone and what we got and getting back, and we don't even know what we potentially getting back. Well, well I've been uh, listening to haters all morning because the sports junkies oh, just hate. Sure. Oh, they spew hate, spew hate. But uh, so I'll say this. With the Montez Sweat thing, yeah. that value, Equal value is very good yeah. for a guy that's not under contract for next year. I think yeah. that's the thing. If he was under contract for like five years, no, it's bad you'd be like, that's terrible. But this but thing about this, though, too, and I don't want to cut you off. I say this all the time. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying you to. do it. Because you don't know how to apologize when you cut somebody off. <laughs> I don't ever cut nobody going off. Yeah, tell blah, 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 blah. So I always let you know. I don't want to, but I'm I doing apologize. It. But um, think about how we got back, how we got into the – 
whole first round to get Montez when he came in. Yeah. We got him in very late. So you don't know what's around at that time that's going to be potentially yeah. – that that's going to be able to help you. He was a valuable pick pickup in, the, what, the 26 pick in the yeah. first yeah. round? Yeah, 26. So it might be a Montez or somebody better at round that A Jalen Carter that fall again. Bingo. So we see it every year. That's why I don't I don't get when people go to talking before we can even see what's and, available. And I year. always tell people college is remaking another version yeah. of us yeah. every year. Yeah. And it might be stronger, faster, better. better. It'll be better. So at the end of the year, just just relax. Yeah, and so, uh, Tanny, you brought this up when we talked earlier. Basically, he was going to either – you're either going to resign him or he's going to walk at the end of the year. Walk. And if he's going to walk for nothing, I'd rather get a basically a late first-round pick. Walk he's going to be, hard. you know, a 35th, Ooh, 35th, 36th pick. Walk hard. <laughs> Smell blind, right? <laughs> yeah, um, you are smell blind. <laughs> and so, so that's what I'd say to uh, that that fan. I'd be like, or that that hater. Yeah, is that while this seems bad, you're yeah. that value for Montez at this moment of this franchise mm-hmm. and at this moment of his career yeah. and his contract situation. It's cold. It's you can't pass that up. I say, cut me some slack, Jack. Get out of here. Hey, so, hey. but the one that I think fans have might have like they they see it on paper. Yeah, and they say. Chase Young, the former second yeah, overall pick. That's what it is, poster boy. It's the name. Yeah, it's the name. For a compensatory third-round pick, which is basically a fourth-round pick, did we get hosed in that deal? And what I would say to them is he's been hurt. Mm-hmm. His production, while at times has been very high, I'd say has not lived up to expectation. Four years, he has under 26. Right. And, yeah. again, we all think he's a good player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. But but perception sometimes outweighs reality. Yes, and, and it's I th- not even about that. It's just the potential hasn't really gotten to be anything yet because of the injury. Yeah, and he hasn't been on the field. So when you don't have the reps, you can't really see what you really you who know, you are. Yeah, bingo. And so, so if I'm a team, I'm not. If I'm a team trading for Chase, yeah, I'm not going to give up anything of significant value. Yeah. Because I'm like I'm unsure. He's been hurt and he's been kind of lukewarm in terms of production. Yeah. So that's why, like, that's probably the best they could have gotten, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Is, is that kind of range of pick, and I think that's pretty generous by and still and still looking out for him and sending him away to somewhere where he could potentially be the guy. He can blossom. That was like that was like an alley for him. It, like, he hey, can blossom there and, and possibly win a Super Bowl. But I think people have this this, this view of his rookie year. Yeah, and that's how when they they see this rookie year, and I hate to bust they bubble on that one. It was a good rookie year, but I've seen better. Montez, I mean, it was it was essentially Montez outperformed him that year, sex wise, but he got the credit. But because he, he, the fumble recovery that he picked up, and yeah. ran but it's also like I was plays. talking to uh, I was talking to Ryan Kerrigan. This was way long time ago, and I was like, you know, how was your rookie year? And he was like, I had seven sacks, I had two fumble recoveries, and it was like. Almost identical. Identical to yeah. the year. And, I, and I, you know, while, while Ryan had a very good rookie year, people weren't hyping up the same He way. wasn't the number two pick. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And so I think there's a little bit of that perception that yeah. goes into that. Yeah. So You have a perception, and the NFL has a perception right. of him. The NFL perception was a third round. Compensatory pick. Because he got shopped. Yeah. And people yeah. said, no, I'm not giving you that. Right. I'd rather have him. Right. Right, absolutely. All right, so they, uh, I, mean, I don't know if that quells your hate. Yeah, yeah but you are I hate still got hate. Still got hate. hate. Still hate. got hate, 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 hate. And, and one of the things, you know what, Sam Howe, he's just not the guy. <laughs> Too many turnovers, not showing me enough. Yeah. It just isn't it. We got to move on. I move love, on. I love hater hey. Jason. I love hater hey. Jason. Hey. He's just a hater, but best quarterback we had since Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Dude, I'm and so glad you brought that up, though. Oh, sorry, Tan, I cut you no, off. Right? Ahead, That's how we do it. Cut each other <laughs> yeah. So let me just say this. I, so people say, oh, he's not ready. He's got too many turnovers, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think back to Kirk Cousins, his rookie year, and they're, they're very similar. Yeah. Yes. In terms of production. production yes. You're, this guy's going to grow up. Yeah. He's gotten better every single week. Every week. And he's way more physically talented mm-hmm. than Kirk Cousins. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's got to beat Kirk Cousins, but I'm saying, like, oh, having a guy yeah. who's very talented – He's got that competitive moxie. He's got that it factor. That it factor. And he's gotten better every week. And that, yeah. that, to me, that's so important. And so when I look at that, sorry. What I if I told the fans this is the worst version of him? Yeah. Like, to yeah. this year, yeah. it's the worst version of Sam Howe. Well, mm-hmm. It can only get better. Mm-hmm. And what if I shocked you and told you this? Uh, Pat Mahomes, God's gift to quarterback, only got 130. 40 more yards than Sam. Mm-hmm. Only got two more touchdowns, and their interceptions are right there. Mm-hmm. So step back, hater, yeah. and let this man graduate. And yeah. so we were going to talk about the Philly game. Like, in that game, 
I mean, he start, He completes his first seven passes. Yes. He looks in total control pretty much the whole game. Obviously, yeah. we talked about this on, uh, you know, on our production meeting. There's that, there's like a 10-play sequence at the 8.30 mark after where he looks a little bit flummoxed. Yeah. But he's a young football player. Mm. Very young. Those things are going to happen. He threw an interception there. Mm-hmm. He looked a little tight on fourth down, whatever, whatever. Missing, missing balls to Terry. Yeah. That's frustrating. Yeah. But also... He's a young football player who threw for 400 yards in a football I, game yeah, against, against the Look, Eagles. He, he's still gathering information. I think when when you watch him play, that's why you see every week it's like a new guy out there. Like he goes from having one of his best games, and then the next week he he, he gets something different that he he wasn't used to or he haven't seen yet, and then he goes back. He regresses a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then guess what? The next week he goes back to having one of even a better game. Yeah. He's gathering information on the go, on the fly. So when you see that being done and you see a guy that can say, okay, this is what I did wrong last week, I'm a better that, you have, have to have – hope and respect to say, man, this guy is the guy. You can't really hate that because being young, normally you see young guys melt and be a shell of themselves. They can't not even deal kid. with that week to week, yeah. you know what I mean, dysfunction of not knowing what the defense is going to bring. And he knows they're going to blitz them half the time. So, yeah, I tell you. Hey, come take on, hater. Take At the pill. end of the day, I feel like Sam Howell ain't even made it to his bye week. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you serious? All right, we ain't. I'm gonna tell you what. When people are not used to stuff, they don't know how to treat it. <laughs> we are not used to good quarterbacking, yeah. so we don't know how to watch it progress. Well, and I think also to that point, Fred, it's it's you don't watch people. People watch this team. Yeah. When you watch other games, when you watch other teams, when you study other teams, you yeah. realize that it's this is good. Yeah. This is pretty. Desmond good. Desmond Ritter stinks. Yeah. Right, you want to know what stinks <laughs> as a quarterback? That's what stinking quarterback look like. And so let's do this real quick. Let's talk about confidence meter. Our confidence uh, meter, and just go around the league. And so the one that's fresh in my mind, because yeah. I just watched a lot of them, yeah. is Mac Jones. Would you rather have Mac Jones, a former first-round pick, or Sam Howell? I think this is an easy one. Sam Howell. And what's your confidence meter in Mac Jones winning you a game? Uh, five and a half. Five and a half. <laughs> At the end of the day, oh, no, this guy's just no, catching, no, no. catching go, strays. No, no. Here go the thing about Matt Jones is he's too emotional, combustible. Like if you watch him, and even Coach Saban said it, he was like, the one thing if I had to tell Mac that. I, we had control when he was in Alabama. We controlled his emotion. Yeah. Like when he make a bad play, he whine like a baby. When he make a good play, he's ecstatic. Yeah. That's what I love about Sam. Sam is just middle. Yeah. Just I'm not, I'm unemotional, Steady. man. I still got three quarters of ball to play. Steady. I don't care nothing about that eighty yard bomb I just <laughs> dropped. I still got to go play ball. Yeah. So I the confidence matter in Mac Jones. His name too regular too. Is it I'm about to give it a name? four. Four. Yeah, I'm not very confident in him right now. I think he had a really good game against the Bills. What was that, two weeks ago? Yeah. But he's had some absolute. Well, you looked at him his first year. Josh McDaniels really was the kind of the puppet master behind him yeah. having that Pro Bowl season. So it's all about, too, who you got calling the plays, who you got putting you in position. Who catching it? Kendrick yeah. Bourne just got hurt. Also too. Kendrick Bourne, yeah. uh, Parker's hurt there for them, too. Yeah. Um, but no, nobody. Um, let's talk about, so there's Tommy DeVito. He's starting in New York. He I, has. He has less yards than a dead man. Don't you know he got negative negative, negative nine yards <laughs> passing? How, what screenplay got stopped in Hold the backfield for you to Vito. <laughs> That sounds fitting from a, for a New Yorker. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. almost like one he of those movies Jimmy I don't watch. No, it's like one of those, those, those Gambino movies or something. DeVito. One, one I, I'm damn. pretty sure that in Goodfellas, Joe Pesci's character's name is Tommy DeVito. Tommy yeah, DeVito. No, that's right. Tommy DeVito. I'm pretty sure. And he I, also got negative nine yards like, passing. <laughs> But, you know, like, there's some bad quarterbacks out there. Uh, I mean, how would you feel if, if Jordan Love was the quarterback here? Would you, would you trade? Wrong. I like Jordan Love. I, I like Jordan Love. I, I, I do. Would I you think... take him over Sam Howell? No, I'm not. I'm not. It's hard. I don't know. He young. Sam is younger. I take Jordan, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but also, too, you, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I can't answer that. Is it like a wash for you, kind of, in terms of comp? Because I feel like when I watch Jordan Love, I mean, they're – they're I feel very. Like I see plays where he have he have he he shows you the potential. Then I see plays too where he's kind of still learning and trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I think know. his I head coach like get too much props. Yeah. I, I I'm not sold on him. Yeah. Lafleur? I'm not sold on the floor. I'm sold on the floor. I think the thing about Green Bay, just to give some context, is they have all 
all of their all of their offensive playmakers outside uh, yeah. of the running back mm-hmm. are in their first or second year. Yeah, mm-hmm. behind an offensive line that suffered a lot of injuries, so I don't think you can kind of. And that's why I say you can't really show because that, especially that offensive line. I think the offensive line is to me the deciding factor when it comes to a lot of quarterbacks. No, yeah. come to offensive players. Yeah. Period. No offensive line. You don't catch no ball. You don't catch no ball. If you look at Hurts, no how much time he sits oh there gosh. and don't. Don't flinch. He holds the ball more than Sam. Like it's if crazy. you put him behind our offensive line and and got the pressure, dead man. He will be. T- we'll be looking at Hurts like we look at Sam. Like mm-hmm. we, you know, what I mean, we'll be having those same questions at times. So, yeah. to me, I think you can't really, you know, give those guys a good rating or say what what it is behind them until they get their true protection or get behind a a good team that's going to put them in situations mm-hmm. that we can really see them flourish. All right, Logan, a.k.a. Dewey Cox, what you think about him? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I really like Jordan Love. I think he's got some ability. I do think there's a little bit of irregularity in game for me. I just, there's something about Sam, like when he's on. He's on. He is on. Man. Yeah. Like watching him in that Philly game, just how consistent, how poised he is. He can make every single throw. I, I mean, I still think about that Broncos game, the couple of throws he made in that game. Yeah. And I just like that is it's that when, throw to ch- for child try. I mean, childer to me, the one yeah, that yeah. over that no, shoulder. That was great, man. Man, was as great. a cornerback, that's your worst nightmare. I could be in this hip pocket, but that pass, I can't yeah. defend. Or the ball he threw to Gibson on the yeah. rail. I can't like, defend like, it right over the top there, right in the bucket. And so you see enough of those high level things. And right now, I think the thing that is like the biggest glaring issue with his game is that he takes a lot of sacks. But you've seen that even. Be if he calls a good game or he calls the, the right game because he's always calling pretty good games. Yeah, like getting out of that five step drop stuff a little bit more. Like he took he took one one sack against Philly. Yeah, and absolutely dealed it late sack and it was on a fourth and five and in, in a loud portion. Yeah, it came at a terrible time. So I, I don't know. I just I look at that. I'm like, man, there there's so much there to be excited about with Sam. And if you're a fan of him, I know this hater over here is doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, he throwing but, salt. He got salt I just in his think, pocket. There's Slugs enough upside, everywhere. and I think it's going to get better. I yeah. think that's the thing. Like, there's certain times you're like, you watch a quarterback, and you're like, for example, with Mac Jones, you're like, what is his ceiling? Because you watch him, and he does these processes well. Yeah, his arm talent's not there, so he has a really hard time pushing the ball to the sideline. You got to throw field. people open, and he and, don't, and he don't do it right. And yeah. I think with Sam, you see all the physical tools, and yeah. you see the mental stuff starting to come with it. Yeah, and I'm just saying, if he can become, mm. and I just think about Kirk early in his career. Yeah, like he, everyone, everyone was hating on Kirk. Yeah. But he developed into. I wasn't hating on him. I love Kirk. But he developed into one of the best, one of the better quarterbacks in the league, mm-hmm. is what I'd say. Yeah. And I'm, and I think, I think um, Sam is ahead of that right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. So um, I can dig that. All right. Salt kids, snails, not players. So Jason, are we doing this? Uh, are you hating this one? Or are we doing this one on our own here? This team can't make the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, I. That that's a hater right there. <laughs> yeah. We can't do it. <laughs> we can't do it. We're too far behind. Yeah. We're giving up pieces. Uh-huh. Sam howling it. We're not getting there. Can't do it. Well, I, like I hate it. it. I like his voice. I add, yeah, I love that it. That is a hater's it, voice right it's, there. It's fitting the character, you know what I mean? Because, you know, the Jason that I know don't talk like I that. Know, yeah. Yeah. You know, but, <laughs> I, but uh, you know, I, I was just talking to this. You know, I was talking to Sheen, and I, I said I kind of talked about just that 2012 season we had, man. We was 3-6 and six that year. Yeah. And found our way in the playoffs. I'm talking about found our way riding high going yeah. into the playoffs. So anything is possible, you know what I mean? And now you have an extra game. So you, you know you, you never know what can happen late in the season, but I will also say this: um, I will understand the little hate behind this one because of who we just you know got rid of. Yeah. But then you like like I said before, you haven't been watching what we have at depth. You yeah. Got, you haven't been watching this team as a whole, and let them play. I think when you let let a team go out there and play. Eventually, they're going to show you who they are. And I think we have at least three to four more games. I'm up about three games to really say if we're going to be in it or yeah, not. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Three or four games. I think it's one of them things where, all right, let's go realistic. Uh, we already 0-3 in the division. Well, we can go 500 in the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can still go 3-3 three and yep. three in the division. Yeah. All right, you got some games you can win. All right, you got uh, the New England Patriots ahead. Uh, of course, people going to look and say Miami. It looks unbeatable, but I watch them get beat all the time. Like, it, it's ways to make this thing happen. Yeah. I tell them all the time. Take every season one game at a time because once we go 0 and 1, I mean 1 and 0 in, in the season opener, we win in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then when we're 3 and 1 after four games, oh, get my ticket. 
then you lose two in a row. Ah, we just thinking this thing. So you can't go on this emotional roller coaster. Yeah. What you can do is sit back and enjoy the ride. Because I can say this: this is the beginning. Yeah, this is only the beginning. Yeah, and I, and I would say that when you look at this team and ten, I think you you just brought this up, and I, I just want to reiterate something there is. When I look at this offense and I see what they did against Philly in both outings, I say that is an offense that can win you some football games, mm-hmm. right? So if they can le- if they can play with that level of consistency, which is going to be tough. Sam Howell's a young player. It's going to be tough to play with that level of consistency and finding different ways to win. You know, can you run the football in some games? Can you throw the football like they did in the Philly games? And then can the defense play a little bit better? A lot better. And so, but I'm saying we're talking about in a close game, yeah. can they make – the one or two plays we need. Right. Yeah. Can they make the one or two plays we need? And that's something that I would say is going to be, if, if that happens, which I think is entirely possible. It's yeah. entirely possible that happens. Let's say Benjamin St. Deuced. Let's just take the Philly game because we were just talking about it. Yeah. He makes that PBU. Um, with the one-hand catch. Yeah, makes PBU with one-hand catch. Yeah. Right? Or they break up that pass to Julio in the end zone. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Two plays. Totally, the game. totally different outcome of the game. Yeah. Or Forbes in that Tampa too, I right? Say, or Forbes, you know, don't keep running, fading back on that, and just finish the play yeah, at the highest the point. point. And I think that like then the game is completely different. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you don't need thirty points to score; you just need twenty-eight. Yeah. And that's a much more reasonable thing. And against some teams with like less efficient quarterback play, I think that's going to be plenty. So, can the defense make? Five more plays, and can the offense play with this level of consistency for the rest of the season? Because that's objectively good offense for three and a half quarters. Yeah, and so if they yeah. can do that, and I do that's think, great. and I do think we talked about them moving some of these pieces. Jack, when Chase has been out, mm-hmm. has been a little bit more exotic, exotic, and it's called. And I think that will be helpful, and we'll see. I'm not saying you know, I don't have any. This is an inside baseball. That's just yeah. a, like based on past performance, what I think could happen. I so th- there's a, there's a very real possibility that they play better yeah they win some games they shouldn't win and they win the games they should win and they end up in the playoffs you know it's interesting you made me think back to 2010 and 11 with kyle mm. and i remember we had like you know obviously tannis here but we had like jabbar gaffney yeah. and jabbar, uh, stallworth dante yeah. and guys that were good football players but, but not kind of, great and you know rex rex gross was a quarterback yeah. and i love rex Sexy but we were not a, an extremely talented team but yeah. the way it forced kyle yeah and that offensive staff to like Get in the pen work, yeah. and say, "Oh, we can get this. Oh, look at this coverage. We can look attack at this. Matchup. Look at that. Can yeah. we? Oh, can we get? What if this motion? And I, it just it elevated. It elevated the team because he pushed himself harder. And I think maybe that's what Jack does when when Montez and uh, or when Chase. It, He's done that when Chase has been out. Yep. And so I think just adding that in. And, again, it's like not like Casey and James have played bad ball. They played fine ball. So I, I, I think it's definitely a possibility to make the playoffs. We understand the hate, but um, yeah. but uh, but – I, I think there's a world where that that is unwarranted. That hate, yeah, screw that. And hey. a lot of hate there on that one, hey, Jason. Listen, sometimes you gotta lean on Jesus. Are you Hater, back? Hater Jason's gone. Are you back, back, Jason's to, back. Back. All to right, how you doing? You look better. <laughs> back. Look at you, you happier, right? Yeah, happier. Happy and excited. Um, well, I think thanks, that's thanks, guys. Is that that does it right for the show today? Yeah, nice. that's crazy. All right, it so just flew by. Um, make sure you guys tune in on Friday because we're doing a preview pod of the New England Patriots game and talk Ooh. about a team that's. Having a tough go. I hate clam chowder. And then make sure, Frederick. Yes. That um, you know you have a podcast. Yes, I do. Get loud, and I'm always loud. Me and the Jinx man. Get loud. We got the next man up. You know that's kind of our thing behind not really footbally, right? In the weeds there. Letting you know the players. And then players club, Tanner. Yes. That's your thing, right? Yeah, Logan Thomas is. Oh, dude, oh. Logan Thomas is always fun to I'm talk about to. I'm about to show Logan how to spin that rock, man. I saw Yo, him spinning. You gonna demo week. that live on the show? I got. Hello, Coach London. I said hello. And then we got uh, this this uh, this podcast, yes. and then we got our regular show. So make sure if you guys like this kind of content, check out the youtube page it's all on there and uh, like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast the views and opinions expressed by our podcast guests and or hosts are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the washington commanders or any of their representatives